You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert, Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. It's a very, very special episode. I've got somebody who's a really good friend of mine on the show today, and man, he's just had a huge impact on my life, and I'm going to actually share that with him today, deeper levels that he probably doesn't even know yet, and even helping to, uh, in his own way, make The Model Health Show possible and learning from him very, very early on. And so he's just a, a good friend and a absolutely incredible human being. And so I'm really excited about the conversation, but this is really sparked and me wanting to bring him on here is the conversation that we've been sharing lately on the show with some episodes talking about the importance of improving our financial fitness, our financial health. Because right now, currently, the latest statistics show that money and stress over money is the number one cause of stress in our culture today. That should matter. We know how much stress is a big impact on our health and well-being. Stress literally changes the, the chemistry that's taking place in our body. When we're feeling under stress or chronic stress, every single thought that we have has correlating chemistry that goes along with it. So stressful thoughts are just creating more and more stress hormones, neurotransmitter dysfunction, and just making our bodies not work and our minds not work as optimally as they can. You know, so we want to address all the different stresses in our life. That's what the Model Health Show is really about. It's not just one thing. It's not just about the food. Food is a huge component. It's not just about fitness. Fitness is a huge component. Sleep wellness, our relationships, all of these things pour into our overall health and wellness. And so with that said, I always want to bring you the very best people in the world in their respective places to give you the insights on how to take your life to another level in that space. And so uh, right now, this guy is the person that's been helping the most people online to create thriving businesses. And so this is going to be for everybody who's interested in entrepreneurship or creating being, being a sidepreneur, but it's also going to be in anybody that's interested in improving your communication and improving your relationships because the insights that he's going to share are super valuable for that as well. And again, I'm just really excited about this, and I think you're really, really going to enjoy this episode. For me, he just actually drove up here from San Diego to LA to hang out with us, and I'm super grateful for that. But whenever I think about San Diego, I think about my favorite company down there, which is where Organifi headquarters is located. And I love those guys so much, just like such good people, huge hearts, big mission, like the company culture, just to come on board there, like you gotta be about that life, you know? And it's just such a refreshing environment to be in. And just a big shout out to them because sourcing organic uh, ingredients, earth-grown nutrients to create their products. And for me, getting on the go when you're you know, trying to grab a green juice or you're just trying to optimize your nutrition, it's not always easy. And so that's really, that was the, that was the intention behind creating their Organifi green juice formula. So no matter where you are, you're going to be able to access those nutrients. Now, obviously, a fresh-pressed juice, if you can get it, that's awesome. But what they did was a low-temperature process, low-temperature dried some of the most powerful green superfoods and put them together in this formula. And I've shared easily over the years, I've had at least a dozen different green blend products out there. Some of them taste like uh, licking the bottom of uh, a rusty horseshoe. Some taste like, I don't know why I said that. Some taste like, have you ever like 
like bit off the, the, the eraser off of a number two pencil. Have you ever done that? Am I the only one? That's super weird that I did that. I haven't done it in a long time. Okay, I was a kid. But just like some of them taste just like, what is that flavor? This formula actually tastes good. This is why I'm the biggest proponent of it because it has a nutrition, but also it tastes good. So again, my kids drink it. My oldest son, Jordan, like this is one of his main things that he does daily is that I have organified green juice. So uh, spirulina, which is clinically proven to uh, trigger something called stem cell genesis. All right, so the creation of new stem cells is a very unique component in there called phycocyanin, which is one of the kind of active ingredients that makes that possible. Chlorella with its uh, nerve growth factor capabilities, both of them are clinically proven to reduce inflammation in the brain. The list goes on and on. Uh, there's also some ashwagandha in there, and again, it tastes good. So pop over to check them out. I'm a huge fan of the Organifi Green Juice Go Packs because I travel with them when I'm on the road. So uh, you can check those out as well. But whatever it is that you're into with Organifi, the red juice formula, the green juice, you get everything at 20% off, which is the most incredible thing about it by being a listener of the Model Health Show. So pop over there, check them out. It's Organifi.com forward slash model to get that 20% off. So that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash model to get 20% off. Pop over there, check them out now. And on that note, let's get to the Apple Podcast Review of the Week. Another five-star review titled Newer Me by J-Rod Living. Hey there, bud. Your podcast has helped me change my life. I've went through a gigantic change in my life on St. Patrick's Day of 2009. I was in a horrific motorcycle accident that I'm still recovering from to this day. I don't see eye to eye with too many people either due to my injury or the character of the man that I am. I wanted to tell you personally how great I know what you are doing for us all really is. You have personally influenced my reaction to many different circumstances in my life. I would be willing to send you the picture I have of me now and what I have of me while going through that nearly tragic event. Ah, wow. Wow. That's such a great share. And I'm so happy and grateful for your transformation. I'm so happy and grateful that I get to be a part of your story. And just thank you for taking the time to share that. And I'm just pumped for the next level. You know, like you're you're just getting started, just getting warmed up and this is just a huge testament for all of us. No matter what we go through, there is always opportunity to get better. You know, life is not always going to be easy. Things are going to happen. Tragedies can strike, obstacles, struggles, but all of this stuff is giving us the potential, the opportunity to get better. And uh, guys, again, if you've yet to do so, please pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for the show or whatever platform you're listening on. Leave a review. Let everybody know what you think of the show. And I appreciate that so much. And on that note, let's get to our special guest and topic of the day. Our guest today is my friend Pat Flynn, and he's the author of the best-selling books, Let It Go, and the Wall Street Journal bestseller, Will It Fly? And he's a true thought leader in the online space of entrepreneurship, digital marketing, and lifestyle business. And his popular Smart Passive Income podcast has been impacting the lives of millions of people for several years now. He's also on the advisory board for Pencils of Promise. And this is a really awesome organization that's working to build schools for kids who are really in need of education and opportunity. And he's also been profiled in Forbes, the New York Times, and countless other programs, bloggers, podcasts. Shout him out all the time because he's just one of the best people out there. And he lives with his family in sunny San Diego, California. And again, he made the trip up here to hang out with us today. So let's jump into this conversation with the incredible 
Pat Flynn. That's one of the things I really do love about you. And I'm always, every time I meet somebody and I tell them about you, I'm like, he's such a good dude. You just don't understand, he's such a good dude. Be and people say that, but it's just like, it really is the case with you, man. And you've been transparent, you've made mistakes, you know, you, you, you keep on working to get better. Mm -hmm. And what's so crazy is even how your story started off in this space was like, you went to a good school, you, you did all the stuff you're supposed to do, you got the good job, you were doing the 401k, you did everything right, and then something seemingly wrong when ha uh, happened. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about that? You know, just that like, that sh because this is another important thing. I just, I've been doing a lot of shows recently on financial wellness and just thinking differently because nothing is really guaranteed and your story is a good example. Right, I mean, I thought I was doing all the things I needed to do to have a secure job, to have the perfect life, American dream, that whole thing. And uh, ever since I was little, I was taught to follow the path, right? And even coming home from school, I would come home with a 97% of my test. And that wasn't good enough. I had to get 100% all the time. And it was a struggle. And uh, it definitely added some conflict in the house because we would spend three or four hours on that 3% that I got wrong. I was never, it was never about the 97% that I got mm. right. And um, over time, I just learned to, to get better and go like do better. And uh, throughout college, I graduated magna cum laude from Berkeley with an architecture degree. And I was set, like I was doing all the right things. It was all paying off. And then four years into my architecture career, my boss calls me into his office and he goes, hey, Pat, you know, um, this is around 2008, so the recession. Uh, They're like, man, we kept you on as long as we could, but we have to let you go. And I didn't have a plan B. Because I was on plan A and I was doing all the right things. There was no need for a plan B. And yet I still got kicked out. And it was a very depressing time. Um, I had just proposed to my girlfriend mm. and she said yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is she going to think? Like she didn't sign up for this life. She signed up for what things were. Thankfully, April was very supportive and just told me, you know, I'm here for you no matter what. Like we're in this together. And that yeah. was really reassuring. Uh, but I immediately wanted to get back into architecture. So I called all my architecture buddies. I, I went, I, I called all the uh, mechanical engineering and plumbing companies that we worked with and I begged and I pleaded. I was like ready to take an entry level job because that's all I knew. And even my dad was like, you know, this, this stuff happens. You know, he, uh, remember stories from his dad in the Great Depression, but uh, he was like, yeah, this is a perfect time to go back to school. Like you go right, get your yeah. graduate degree. Like that, that's what this means. Now you have time to get your master, your master's degree and, and, and then come out of it when the recession, when we all come out of the recession uh, with an even be better paying job. And I was like, you know, I could do that. My dad's always right. But I was like, I did everything that what I was supposed to do and it yeah. still didn't work out. I need to take control, right? Mm. If I fail, I want it to be because of my own faults, not because of something external, right? right? And the ultimate way to control your future is to be an entrepreneur, in my opinion, to control your own fate and to build something that serves others and then in return serves you and your family and the others around you. So I had gotten really inspired. This is when I discovered podcasts. Podcasts were just coming out. They were super nerdy and geeky at the time, but Apple put them into iTunes and it's like free audio, free learning, education. Right. And I found a podcast about internet business. I mean, there was a bunch of them. They're all like snake oil salesmen, right? But there was one that stood out to me hosted by two guys Jason and Jeremy uh, from Internet Business Mastery. And it was actually one of the first episodes I listened to was an interview with a guy who was helping people pass the project management exam, the PM exam. And he was making six figures doing that. And I was like, holy crap, I've taken so many exams as an architect. Like maybe I can take the hardest one and turn that into a business just like this guy. And to make a long story short, that's exactly what I did. I was very active in forums, uh, helping people pass this exam called the lead exam. Yeah. 
And beyond that, um, I had created a study guide. And this study guide was for sale for the first time in October 2008. And I sold that for $19. It was just connected to my PayPal account. And on the first day, I think I sold four. And then it was six the next day, and then like nine, and then 12, up to 40 or 50. Uh, so that first month, October, I made $7,908.55, which was two and a half times more than I was making as an architect. And then fast forward to like March of 2009, it was like $25,000, $30,000 a month coming in from an ebook. And this was before ebooks were like a thing. This right. was like just a PDF file. It was literally just a PDF file. And it showed me that you could have business done in a way where it actually can be helpful and you can get paid in return. But the craziest part about this was I had one woman in particular, I talked about this in the book, her name is Jackie. Yeah. She emailed me several times actually. She had been studying for this really hard exam for over a year and failing. And she finally found my stuff and we connected via email and I was helping her out. And she, um, she uh, took my study guide and helped herself pass this exam. And she was super stoked on that, right? So she sent me an email to thank me. She was like, I would love to invite you to dinner. Like, can you can, can we hang out? Like, I'm just so thankful for what you did for me. I, again, I don't know who this is. So yeah. we've just been connecting via email. And at the end of the email, it said, your biggest fan, Jackie. And I was like, biggest fan? Fan. Like, you're fans of sports teams, musicians, artists, actors, actresses, but not like a person who helped you pass an architecture exam. Like, this didn't make any sense. So I kind of like brushed that aside, but then a couple months went by and I checked my customer list and it was like 25 or 30 people all from the same firm because they all had the same email address at yeah. the end. Uh, and apparently she had convinced everybody in her, off in her office, including her boss, to, to buy my study guide. She could have just shared it for free. It was an ebook, but she convinced them to buy it from me. So that one person, Jackie, turned into 30 new customers. I was like, wow, if one person can turn into 30, imagine what... 30 people could turn into or 100 or 1,000. Uh, and, and that's what has always been my business and really life philosophy is help people become a fan of you, become somebody's favorite so that you mm. can always be the one that's recommended, you can always be the one that's thought of. And when you are in need, you can, you can ask for something without any hesitation. But more than that, without you even asking, they're going to go to bat for you. They're gonna be an ambassador. They're gonna, they're, they become lifelong customers, you know, just like we are, and I am a fan of Back to the Future. I've spent tens of thousands of dollars on Back to the Future stuff because I'm just a huge fan. Yeah. But people can be, become fans of people online now and podcast hosts and creators, and it's just such an amazing time we live in now. That's so true, man. Like, that story is so crazy. There was a part of my mouth is just hanging open, like when you were, because there, you also shared many times along the way, like you were scared, man. And you took a lot of risk, put yourself in a lot of uncomfortable situations to create the net for those things to come back to you. Mm -hmm. uh, one of those stories, and this is just about connection too, because regardless if somebody's inspired to be an entrepreneur, if somebody is an entrepreneur right now, or even if you're wanting to be the favorite you know, person at a structured, you know, corporate job. Right. All of this is going to apply, but it's really going to apply for communication and for people. And so I think it was one of the podcasts you were listening to, the guy was having a meetup in your area. Because that's part of the process, too, of like getting people more connected to you. It isn't just the online mm -hmm. connection, which can be powerful, but it was actually meeting up in person. And you were scared out of your mind to go do that. Out of my mind. I mean, throughout this whole process, there were so many things that really happened that when I reflect back, I'm like, whoa. I wouldn't have normally done that. And I think it was because I got laid off and because my back was against the wall that I did things that I wouldn't normally have done. Yeah. And I think a lot of us who maybe in our heads, we have a nine to five, but we aren't completely happy with it. Um, 
our backs aren't necessarily against the wall. Therefore, we don't take that bold action that's required to get those big, bold results back. And in that moment that you're speaking of, Jeremy, who's one of the hosts of that podcast that I listened to, who I became a fan of because I just listened to them every day. I became like they were my virtual friends. Jeremy moved to San Diego, which is where I was. And he was just like, hey, guys, anybody in San Diego uh, going to be around? I'm going to host this little mastermind meetup. And anybody who's in the area, you can come by and we can all meet each other. And my heart just started pumping when I heard that on the episode. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I live in San Diego. And when I found out where it was, it was walking distance from my house where he was going to meet everybody at this Panera uh, 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 restaurant. And so I went and I just saw the whole group there. And I almost did a U-turn. I like, I was just like, what am I doing here? Like I went to school for five years to be an architect and I'm like this scrappy wannabe entrepreneur right now with these dudes who are much more successful than me. I won't have anything to contribute. But then I went and I turned back around and I sat down, I introduced myself uh, as a fan of the show first. And they were like, oh, okay, uh, we're gonna go around and everybody's gonna introduce themselves and what business they're in. I'm like, oh man, like I have nothing to contribute here. So I listen in and, and, and one person's a copywriter making over $100,000, another person's in the health space, like changing people's lives. And I'm just like, I'm helping people pass an exam. That's <laughs> what I do and I'm not making very much money. I just had advertising on my website at, the, at, at this time through Google AdSense or something. And it was my turn and I'm like, hey guys, my mouth is dry. My name is Pat Flynn and uh, I have a, our, our architecture website and I, and I, and I, and I just um, teaching people how to pass an exam. And that was it. That's all I had. And they were like, okay, uh, like tell us about your website. Like how well is it doing? How much traffic are you getting? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm getting like 4,000 people like coming to the website. And they're like, that's pretty good. Like in a month to have 4,000 people come. Like that, that 4,000 people is a lot. And I was like, no, that's like 4,000 people a day. And they're like, their jaws dropped. They're like you have 4,000, like that was more than some of them. Yeah. And the reason it was so much is because I had been contributing to the sort of lead exam space for mm-hmm. a couple months at this point, very active in forums. A lot of my stuff on my website was getting linked to on United States Degree Building Council websites. And it's just like, people started hearing about all the things I was contributing to help people pass this exam. So I had all this traffic and, and, and Jeremy was just like, dude, you need a product. And I'm like, what kind of product? Like a like a like a book or something? He's like, no, like an ebook. Make it easy on yourself. And I'm like, what is an ebook? I didn't even know what that was. And he was just like, go into Word, write down everything you know about this exam, turn it into a PDF file, and sell it. And I was like, that sounds easy. And I was like, okay. So I go home and I just start typing. And two and a half months later, I have this. 88 page PDF guide that then I sell through my website and the rest is history. So honestly, if I didn't muster up the courage to go uh, and and that wouldn't have happened if I didn't have a reason to do that, then none of this would be the case. And and even going back further, if I didn't get laid off, none of this would happen, right? right? So I'm so thankful that I got let go, even though that was some of the hardest times. And I've realized over time and time again, that oftentimes the best things happen after something terrible happens, mm. right? And, you know, I'm a big fan of Back to the Future. Actually, the, one of the first things that I did when I got laid off was go back to my apartment and just literally watch that movie over and over and over again, at least 50 or 60 times. And the reason was because it allowed me to escape, but it also made me go, oh, maybe one day a DeLorean will be built and I can go back into time and I can change things. I can, you know, maybe get a better job or work harder or mm. do a completely different field or something. Um, but of course, every time the movie ended, 
it was back to, to normal. And I eventually realized that, you know, Back to the Future is a fiction story. However, there's some truth to the fact that you can change your story for your future. Because in the movie, Marty goes back to 1955, messes with things, and then comes back to where he was, and everything's different, right? So we can't go back to the past to change things, but we can change our future. We are writing it right now. Mm. And so I knew that in that moment I had to do something because the future I was writing in my depressed state, watching Back to the Future all the time, was one where I was just going to be fat and depressed and sad and lonely. So I decided to change things right then and there. Wow, man, that's so awesome. I didn't know you loved the movie that much. I do. <laughs> yes. You know it's so crazy? You said in the book as I was reading it, I was like, yep, because every time I hear Back to the Future, I think of you. Because that's one of the things that you really help to kind of push into this space is really being yourself mm -hmm. and being authentic and sharing your quirkiness and your weirdness and your love of different things. And so doing that with your audience is just, and just in general, like that's that connective tissue. So let's talk a little bit about that sure. because uh, I think another big step for you along that path of, you know, really stepping into this level of like uh, satisfaction in your career and, and greatness and connection was like, there was a bigger event and was that social media marketing world or something like that? It was a big event. You went, that's where you met um, the guy who had the kid. Who had, he said, I left my kids to come here. Oh, right, right. So this was back at Blog World Expo, Blog World, yeah. uh, which no longer exists anymore. But um, That's why I didn't know what it is. Yeah, nobody knows about okay. it anymore. Uh, <laughs> and, and Anyway, uh, a lot of great things happened at that event, the number of years it was going, a lot of yeah. connections. But I remember the first time I went, so scared, never been to a blogging conference before, didn't know what to expect, and just I saw all these super nerds uh, who were just typing away and with their name tags, and I was like, this is so different. Thousands of people, right? So I'm sitting in the main hall waiting for the main keynote to start, and I don't know anybody at this point. I'm just looking around, trying trying to like connect to somebody. And then I just, you know, hear a bunch of people start introducing themselves to each other. Hey, my name is this, where are you from? My name is this, where are you from? Just, you know, we started like getting to know each other since we were in proximity. But honestly, I don't remember any of their names. But there was one person I remembered because specifically he had mentioned that uh, his introduction was, hey, you know, uh, I left my wife with my kid at home, how about you? And I was just like, that's so funny because my wife and kid are upstairs right now and I feel terrible leaving them there. Mm. And then he, he and I connected yeah. because of that. That little tiny fact brought us together and we got to hung out, hang out the rest of the day. And he's not in the blogging space or doing any business anymore, but we still keep in touch with each other once or twice a year, which is kind of cool. And so I've, in my business, realized that there's power in sharing these little bits about yourself that have nothing to do with your business. Much like how when you get to know somebody as a friend, these little things you know about them, even though even though you may not have that same interest, it's just becomes a part of who they are, just like yeah. Back to the Future is a part of me. So I reference Back to the Future quite a bit. I talk about it uh, quite often. I insert it in its, it, it makes its way into my presentations every once in a while. And as a result of just a little bit of talking about my love for this movie, now every time that movie plays, uh, people people go, hey, Pat, I was thinking of you, right? Yeah. Or if a person sees a DeLorean on the street, they think of me. And I'll tell you, uh, 2015 was a good year for me because of that, because that's the year that Marty goes into the future. It was the 30-year anniversary of the movie. So literally every day I would get dozens of tweets like, Pat, did you see this promo? Did you see this thing happening on ABC? Did you see this? Did you see this? I've literally 
it's like inception, right? Yeah. It's inception because now people are thinking of me without me even having to be there because of these connections. Yeah. It reminds me of like, even when I first started blogging, there was a blog that I followed simply because he also followed UFC. I was into UFC fighting at the time and uh, he would insert it into his social channels every once in a while. He's like, hey guys, I'm at the fight tonight. And that's it. That's all he would say. But I thought he was cool because I also liked it and he liked it too. And just that little connection yeah. brought me closer and deeper into his stuff. Uh, so these th th this stuff, like a lot of people go, oh, okay, Pat, like I get it. Like share random facts about yourself. Like kind of, you don't have to share what you're eating for breakfast every single day, but yeah. just like whatever makes you, you make sure other people know that too. Yeah. Oh man. Even now, like I know that you like Pokemon just today from, <laughs> because I gave you a little gift bag with some goodies in it and you were like, oh, Pokemon cards. And then it just struck me like, oh, you know, Pat likes Pokemon, you know, but it Let's wasn't like. Let's get this straight because uh -oh, that can uh -oh. mean a lot of things to a lot of people. <laughs> I think my son and I have been getting into collecting Pokemon cards. Mm -hmm. Thanks to Chris Ducker, who I got it. He was a good friend of mine too. And he's he's like, it's allowing him and his child to bond together. Yep. Me and my son, his kids' friends at school are into Pokemon cards too. So I'm like, hey, I want to get in on this too. So I've been like paying attention to their value and like their rarity and all this stuff. I don't actually play yet <laughs> only thing i know about it is detective pikachu that's that's Movie about that it you know, shout that out right. to ryan right. reynolds yeah <laughs> won't spoil it um man such a such a good story man but you know this is just a, a call to action for all of us to connect deeper you know especially whether you're networking for your business or you're just creating new relationships you know stop with the surface level you know, uh, what do you do? Mm -hmm. I mean, we can find out what somebody does for a living, but then we also tend to put people in a box. Once I know right. what you do, then I can judge you and label you, right? Instead of like connecting, like the guy saying that to you, I, I left my wife and kids to be here, you know, how about you? Yeah. And it's kind of funny, but it's not like he's like, let me write this joke down. And no, you know what no, I'm saying? It's, it's just, just like being, yeah, just being yourself and sharing. Like that's the current structure of why he's there right now. Yeah. You know, so we can all apply that. And- so what I want to talk about next, man, and I haven't really, I haven't shared this in detail with you, but the first time that we connected, so it's just levels of connection as well. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're an entrepreneur, and especially if you're doing anything online today, um, you helped for the Model Health Show to be here, you know, and it, and, it, and it, for us, it was something free that you gave away. You gave us, and you talk about this in the book, gave, giving us a quick win. Mm -hmm. It was like a free guide on how to start the podcast, right? And so my wife used it to set things up and you know I was putting out some content. It was maybe 30 episodes into the show and we hit number one in the country. And I sent you a text. No, I'm sorry, I sent you a tweet on Twitter. And I was just, I didn't even know what the tweet was. I still can barely say it. <laughs> but I sent you a tweet, I'm like, Pat, thank you so much. You helped me to hit number one in the country. And at that time, you were like right there responding to a lot of stuff. And you replied back like, dude, that's awesome. But I couldn't have made you number one without you creating something amazing, mm -hmm. you know, like you creating great content. And I was like, well, I guess he's right. But at the same time, dude, you're, you're amazing, you know. Dude, thank you for that. And from that moment, I think you might have peeked over and listened to the show. And then like that kind of created our relationship, you know, but even I, I don't know if it was shortly after, but you had a meetup in St. Louis. And I was like, let me go see this guy, you know? And so I didn't make a big deal, I just kind of dropped in. And you did all the things that you're saying. And people are just more and more connected to you because 
you made yourself more available in different ways, mm -hmm. not just surface stuff. So you gave me something for a quick win, gave me value. Um, when I when I celebrated, you celebrated with me, but gave me the victory. Yeah. And when I had the opportunity, you created an opportunity for me to hang out with you and to see you. Dude, you're talking about all the things I'm talking about in this yeah. book, right? Yeah. So uh, to start, the quick win. Quick wins are huge. I think all of us, especially uh, people who are training others or coaching others or, or we're building any kind of brand, even even at, a wor uh, at work, you know, a great way to have people remember you, to become somebody's favorite, to be recognized is to offer a quick win. Oftentimes we try to help people in such a big grand way that it becomes overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It becomes something yeah. that doesn't happen right away and they move. They might move on. So if you're trying to help somebody lose 25 pounds, why not start with two pounds and just give them that small, quick, good feeling uh, uh, endorphin so they can come in and, and, and get motivated to uh, you know, remove the next three, the next four, the next five. Um, Charles Duhigg talks about this in his book, The Power of Habit. I mean, there's a whole chapter about the power of small, quick wins, but psychologically, it offers somebody sort of a, a mental reward and then they will continue to come back to you to get more rewards. And so you can go bigger and bigger and bigger after that. This is why video games are the way they are. Level one is always the easiest level and you only have to slay yeah. a couple creatures, open a couple chests and immediately you're at experience level number two. And then you unlock new things and then you're like, oh my gosh, let's, go, let's keep going, experience level number three. And then all of a sudden you're up for 48 hours with your guild because you have to slay the next monster or whatever, which that has happened to me before. <laughs> so small quick wins lead to much bigger transformation. So yeah. so small quick wins, I offered you this free guide. You were able to get a quick win, getting your podcast up and running, and of course, with your great content and your personality, it shots number one, which is really cool. I think another thing that was there was uh, leaving no hand, handshake left sort of there unreceived. Uh, especially when you're just starting out. It's harder and harder as your brand and business continues to grow. But if a person messages you, it's polite to message back. And the funny thing is it's almost unexpected these days to get a reply. So it's a good advantage if you can, uh, even with a small following, be there for them and show up for them. That's going to get them connected to you. These are great triggers to have a person go, oh my gosh, like Sean is my guy, right? Or this is my girl because they're there for me. Yeah. A little bit of attention goes a very long way. But then you mentioned the meetup. Meetups are a great way to bring your community together. And it's just like when you are a fan of music, right? Uh, it's all these little touch points that lead into you eventually going to the concert to see the person or the, or the group, right? And I talk about April and her love for the Backstreet Boys in this, uh, in this book. Uh, and she told me her journey of, it was the first time she heard the song and the reason that she really connected with it was because of the lyrics. They were going through something, uh, April was going through something in her life that this boy band just could decipher and uncode for her, you know, and it just, you know, really meant a lot to her. And then she got, went and got the album and then posters on the wall and then eventually leading up to going to concerts and then VIP access and blah, blah, blah. The whole thing keeps going. By the way, her favorite band member is Nick Carter, who's super tall, blonde, blue eyes, the opposite of me, basically. So <laughs> thankfully she's come back from those VIP events. Uh, no, she's great. Um, but, the, but, but, but the meetups are great because, and the funny thing about the meetups is if, if you're putting them on, the funny thing is they're not about you yeah. by you facilitating these meetups. And I don't know if you do, you do them very often, but if you don't, you should, because it brings like-minded people together and people want to be in a group with people just like themselves. It's just human nature. Right. And I did, I think it was at that St. Louis one. It was, I don't know, was it a pizza joint with like, you know, people were having pizza and, Got pizza. And stuff? Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so it was at that same exact meetup that you and I met. Uh, I remember it was the end of the, end of the night, and there was a woman there who just I was saw her for the first time, and it was like over. And I was like, I felt so bad because she came to my meetup, and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't spend time with her. I want to say hi, and and you know maybe I'll spend time with her later. And I go up to her, and I'm like, hey, I'm so I'm so sorry I didn't have time to introduce myself and get to know you here. Uh, we can chat later if you'd like. And she's like, Pat, don't take this the wrong way, but I didn't come here to see you. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I don't get it. And, and, and she was like, no, 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 like, don't take offense to that. Uh, like I said, uh, I love you. I love your show. I listen every day. But I never get a chance to see people just like me. And you brought all of us together. And I've already found and met some great friends here, potential mm. partners too. Thank you for that. And I was like, oh, snap. These meetups aren't for me. They're for everybody else. And you look at other companies like Lego. Lego influences and encourages Lego fans to all meet with each other. Have you ever heard of an AFOL? Do you know what AFOL is? A-F-O-L. That's an adult fan of Lego. Look up AFOL meetings like on meetup.com or other places. You're going to find thousands of meetups going on every single year where adult fans of Lego can get together and just nerd the crap out on Lego stuff. right? Like what's the new set or hey, let's do this competition together or whatever. Adult fans of Lego. And so Lego encourages this and they, they, they help support that, right? Because they know the power of when you bring people together, like-minded people helps the brand in general, right? So I've been doing a good job, hopefully, of doing these meetups when I go to different places I, I speak at. But most recently, I did a, a big conference in San Diego called FlynnCon for my community. And the crazy thing about that was I didn't tell anybody who was speaking. I didn't tell anybody any of the programming. I just said, come to San Diego for two and a half days. Here's the ticket price. Let's see what happens. And I had 400 people sign up hmm. to come to San Diego. And I remember many people coming and going, just, I don't know what you have planned, but I'm a fan, which is why I'm here. And I'm like, oh, this is so perfect. And at that event, I gave away this book, Superfan. So it like worked out perfect because those were the superfans yeah. who came to San Diego. So I could go on and on and on about this stuff because yeah. this, this is, it's not, none of this stuff is new. It's old business coming back in today's world. Exactly. You know what I mean? And utilizing the tools. Utilizing you know, the tools, yeah. Yeah, man, that's so powerful. And the, like you said, you just had your first annual event, your own name, FlynnCon, which yeah. is amazing. People are like, how self-centered are you? <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> we talked about it in the mastermind. Like, I thought the name was incredible. Like, it was meant to be. And what's so amazing, and like, when you told me about it, I was a little, like, worried about it, is the fact that you weren't telling them stuff, mm -hmm. right? People literally just coming to, like, we'll see what happens, you know? Like, you didn't even tell them about certain speakers, yeah. right? You had surprise speakers. I was like, man, that's pretty unheard of, but if anybody could figure out if it works, it's you. And sure enough, like, you know, the the stories and the feedback, and I'm going to talk to Shalene soon as well. Oh, sweet. Just hear her, her side of the uh, story. She's great. Yeah, she was yeah. our first uh, guest speaker on Saturday night. But yeah, so my community is known as Team Flynn. That's another tactic yeah. I talk about in the book is when you get a group of people, give them a name, give them something they can relate to and talk to each other, like give them a language that is their own, right? And just like how Star Trek, they're all Trekkies, right? Or fans of Taylor Swift or Swifties, fans of Lady Gaga or uh, was it Little Monsters? Late, yep, that's, Little, right. that's uh, right. And then, you know, Beyonce's Beehive, you know, the, it goes on and on and on. Right, you you give them a language, you give them a name, uh, but so so that was for for Team Flynn meeting together. You know, I always say, you know, I'm the team captain. Team Flynn, I wear the C on the shoulder, but we're all in this together, yeah. right? I want I'm going to pass you the ball sometimes, and if you score, guess what? We all win. That's yes. the whole idea there. And I made this conference like very much me, right? Uh, so very kid friendly. Uh, it was in the summer, so people brought their families, which is great. There was an arcade. We had a Mario Kart tournament the entire weekend. 
And it's like, what does that have to do with, with business or any of the stuff that you teach? I'm like, nothing. It has to do with having fun and being together and being a community. And the funny thing is that has everything to do with business and life and fulfillment. And so it was, it was so much fun. Like literally the last final four Mario Kart people on the big stage, like 40 foot screen, uh, maybe not 40 feet, that's huge, but like a, a 25 foot screen uh, playing Mario Kart and just the whole crowd going and having oh fun. It was gosh. so much fun, man. Uh, it's like that, um, did you see any of the Fortnite competition stuff? Of course you did. But dude, like the kid, I think he was like, what, 16? Uh, I think he's, 13 or something? 13 years And he won old. like $3 million mm-hmm. from? From the video game. From you, flossing. Dude, like, yeah, it's so crazy, man. <laughs> it's so crazy. I think the second place uh, kid was like, you know, 11 or something, you know, and just won like $900,000. It's amazing what acts, because, you know, I, I remember even hearing those terms around, like with parents, like, you know, you, you, you can't make any money playing video games. Well, guess what? I, I, you, you can. You know, and just whatever you're passionate about, not saying that you're going to win a million dollars playing video games, but uh, my neighbor, for example, he's he, when we when we met, he was like, you know, I've been a gamer since I was six. Mm-hmm. Guess what he does? He helps now to finance, to run the finances, to help video game companies to blow up. What? Right. That's awesome. Like, And so he gets in like he's involved with all the, the gaming behind the scenes stuff. It's just like. He's connected to something he's passionate about. And mm-hmm. you could see his face light up when he talked about it versus what he used to do, right? And so there's no better time than now to access things that light us up, you know? And so in the book, it's super fans, right? And you're talking really about taking people from just casual um, interactions, building your quote following, and creating super fans by really changing people's lives. Mm-hmm. And you gave the story. And it was like so funny, man. Of you just mentioned it with April with the Backstreet Boys, yeah, right. And so I literally, when I read it, my wife was right there. I was like, "Are you Backstreet Boys or NSYNC?" <laughs> and then she was like, "Backstreet Boys." And I was like, "Why?" <laughs> you know. And she was like, "You know, they just seemed like they had it together a little bit more. They were a little more polished and mature, and you know, and just like she just started going on. I'm like, okay, that's I got it. I got she it. Analyze this, you know. Yeah. But you know, for me, I this is it was TRL time. You know, like I was I I dug in sync a little bit. You know, they had some swag. I knew Justin Timberlake was about that yeah. life, and then they had the song with Nelly, and mm-hmm. it just like took it over the top for me mm-hmm. being from St. Louis. You know. Yeah, yeah. But so for you, what did you see in your wife April's connection with? the Backstreet Boys that really kind of helped to change your thinking with the super fan thing. Yeah, so when I was doing research for this topic, which initially was done for a presentation, so this this book is actually a result of a presentation that is my most successful presentation turned into book form. Uh, I had asked her, because I knew she was a fan of the Backstreet Boys, like, hey, so how did you get involved with this group? Like, tell me about it. And I thought it was going to be a five-minute conversation. It was literally two hours. (laughs) And it was just... all the things that happened from day one that she remembered listening to their songs and all the things that she did leading up to what you never want to hear after talking to your wife to two hours about Backstreet Boys. She said the words you never want to hear after that kind of conversation. She she said, I have something to show you. Oh, And I was like, holy crap, like (laughs) some tattoo or something that I don't know about. (laughs) And uh, it was almost as bad. Uh, So she took me to the closet and took out this, this like bin and it was like opaque, and I was like, what is inside there? And she opened it, and it was like Nick Carter's face looking right at me. And I was like, oh, how much stuff do you have? It was like bobbleheads, concert programs, 
uh, framed pictures, like all this stuff. And I was just like, oh my gosh, the, you are a super fan. And you're, you, you've kept these things for years and you still follow this group and then she's still continued to follow them. Uh, and she will argue that they're better because they're still around and are still dropping albums and still selling yeah. out concerts. Whereas in sync, you know, half of them are in Sharknado or whatever, <laughs> the movie. So, um, so uh, what I learned was that she wasn't a fan, like a super fan right away. Fans aren't created the moment they find you. Yeah. They're created by the moments you create for them over time. Yeah. So her, f but but it but it but there has to be a trigger moment. So that's where yeah. you kind of turn that casual audience member, the person who just turns on the radio and all the songs go by, to somebody who goes, "Oh yeah, there's there's my song. That's my favorite song." They'll turn the volume up, right? And yeah. her moment was when she was 15. She broke up with her boyfriend, and then she heard "Quit Playing Games with My Heart," mm. where like every word in that song was like exactly what she was thinking. Mm. And when you think about it from like a business perspective, right? Target audience for Backstreet Boys was like girls 13, 18. What happens to girls between that age? They fall in love, they fall out of love, right? So that's yeah. part one, they know what they're going through, but part two is they understand the language. So in the book I talk about, if you're trying to help anybody, learn the language that they would respond to. What are their lyrics, right? Just like how April responded to the song. And then of course, she went and got the album, she went and see the first concert, then she, like posters, pictures, VIPs, backstage access, all this stuff kind of happened after that. Um, but her first concert was really important too because she, you know, I realized that um, a concert like a like a, a, had a has a date, and all the anticipation leading up to mm, it adds fuel right, to the fire, yeah. right? So that's this is why FlynnCon is really important because it was a date set in time, and everybody who were who were fans were becoming even more fans because they were just thinking about, okay, what are we gonna do there? Who am I gonna meet? Like getting really excited about it. For April, she was like, what are we gonna wear? She was going with her best friend. I'm like, who cares what you're gonna wear? They're not looking at you. They're just dancing. Anyway, we get, <laughs> we get, we get into arguments about these things. Um, but then at the concert itself, she met people yeah. because they already had a common language. Yeah. Who was her favorite band member? What was her favorite song? Blah, 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 all those things, right? So her journey taught me a lot about what it takes to, to, to build fans. And I've been trying to sort of mimic similar things in, in my business, in my life. Um, so yeah, that's what that's what April taught me. And I'm just thankful that she pops in in the book and makes fun of me a little bit. <laughs> Dude, it's so awesome, man. Just so many things came up, like the whole concept of like getting super dressed up, going to a concert, like the last concert I went to, it was like a fashion show week, oh, really? for real. Just like Who's, everybody. Uh, man, who was it? It was, dude, I don't even know. I just remember being in the hallway and just seeing everybody. They get dressed up. Yeah, I think it was Beyonce. It was Beyonce. Oh, well, of course. Like, We're going to see Beyonce. So she might We're going see to... you. And... Yeah, she. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was uh, Ed, Ed Sheeran, I think. Uh -huh. Yeah, that was fun too. And also, dude, the the breakup thing. Like, for me, high school, Brian McKnight, One Last Cry. Oh my gosh, dude! Still a huge fan of Brian McKnight to this day. Is because of that moment. You mm -hmm. know the lyrics. You yeah. know. And I'm just exposing myself right now a little bit, but no, this is, you know this what I'm saying? Real life right here. You're bringing some of you to the table for everybody to connect with, right? Yeah. It becomes more you, and people will love that. Yeah. Man, that's got to be the saddest song ever written, by the way. But anyways, man, dude, so for me also just connecting and, and aligning myself with things that I'm a fan of, and that's what I really do for my audience too, because it's not just about me. Uh, it's about other people. This is why you're here. You know, like I literally bring on people on this show, on this platform that I'm a fan of, mm. you know, and also even with my sponsorship as well, like the the companies that I align myself with, people probably notice like it's only been a handful 
Whereas like people reach out to me literally every day, yeah, man. every day. And it's just because these are things that I utilize in my life and people and companies that I love. Like also just being able to know the people behind the scene. It's another thing like you're talking about. We don't want to work with nameless, faceless organizations anymore. You know, like I know Aubrey with On It, for example, like mm -hmm. and I, we've spent time together, you know, like I've hung out at his crib in his extra crib in Arizona where he goes and like has his his um, way of the warrior walks or whatever he does there anyway. So just hanging out and spending that time and just seeing who he is as a person and the impact that he really wants to make on the world. You know what was so crazy when we first met? It's just like he aligned two things he's passionate about, which is fitness and nutrition. And that's what we do here mm -hmm. on the show. And But I just didn't want to get into the product side. I wanted to be in the information side, in right. the teaching side. And so anyways, man, when you got here, gave you those gifts, Alpha Brain, which yep. I was like, I had a feeling that you liked or that you utilized. I've used before. that before. Yeah, it's, it works really well. It's crazy, man. For some people, it's just like, that's their limitless pill, you know, but for other people's, nah. But this is why I big up the Alpha Brain. So as far as nootropic, number one is earth-grown nutrients. So it's not like Cousin Vinny in the lab somewhere whipping this up, you know. I hate Cousin Vinny. <laughs> but they did a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled study on alpha, alpha Brain. This was published in the Journal of Human Psychopharmacology, and they found that Alpha brain does, in fact, increase your verbal recall, so your verbal recall memory, 12% versus a placebo. 21% faster completion time in executive function. And they replicated these results over and over and over again. So big shout out to Alpha Brain and Onnit. Pop over there, check them out. It's onnit.com forward slash model. That's O-N-N-I-T.com forward slash model if you want to get your brain gains. All right, check them out, onit.com forward slash model, 10% off everything they carry. So, dude, customers, subscribers, followers, super fans. That's the, it's, it, you, you created like a, a different pyramid, right? Yep. An inverted pyramid is like what we would see typically when we go to anything about entrepreneurship, this quote funnel. Mm -hmm. You're like, no, we need to really build up and, and go on a journey and really help people in a different way. Exactly. So I call it the pyramid of fandom. And it starts at the bottom, so the largest part of the pyramid. This is where most people spend their time. And this is your casual audience, the people who have kind of just found you, they just heard about you, they don't even know you really exist. Maybe they're there on your website or on your blog or socials because you answered a question or something. But, yeah. but they don't really know who you are yet. It's your job then to uh, sort of elevate them to become an active member of the audience. So a subscriber, somebody who follows you, they know who you are now. And when you come out with something or you, you have something to say, they're gonna listen. And they may or may not take action on that, right? But it's when you then level those people up to the smaller portion, but it's the community. We're close to the top now. It's the community. There's an identity there. They can, they can, they can uh, feel like they're a part of something. They feel like they, they belong to something, and therefore they're going to go to bat for it. They're going to de defend it. They're going to be an ambassador for it. They're going to bring and recruit even more people into the community just like them for it. And then at the top are your super fans who are just like insane. They're going to drive 12 hours to see your set. They're going to buy every product before reading the sales page, they're gonna just like, they're, they're all out for you, right? That's the smallest percentage, but I want people to start focusing on building for those super fans in the community slash super fan area because guess what? That's where most of the customers come from. That's where most of the engagement comes from. That's where most of the, the your, your actual target audience is, but we're all focused on search engine optimization, Facebook advertising, blah, 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 to get more people in from the bottom to grow our casual audience, right? And the thing is, 
you have to work to get people up the pyramid. Mm. It's easy to get people to find you, but what happens after they find you? So you're talking about this other pyramid. If you invert this pyramid of fandom and you start at the top at the is the widest part, it looks like a funnel now, right? And this is traditionally what a lot of marketers will teach. And it's, it's still important, but I think we forget about the actual pyramid of fandom, which requires you to, to kind of go against gravity. Mm, the problem yeah. with the funnel is, okay, it teaches you to bring as many people in as possible at the top of the funnel, the traffic, and hope that just it automatically gravity will bring people down. So traffic, some of them will turn into email subscribers, some of them will turn into customers, uh, right? That's the funnel. But the problem with that is we just only focus on the traffic and the traffic, like what happens to the user experience, right? And that's what I really wanna focus on on Superfans. The analogy I like to use is if you're at a restaurant, like the worst thing to happen is you finish your water and there's no waiter, there's no waitress, like you have to kind of ask for it and, and get up. That's the worst thing. And most people are good enough to not let their customers get to that point. But what most people are focused on when it comes to customer service and, and, and helping people have a good experience is they wait for the water to either be all the way gone before they refill it. And, and, and usually it's when a person is asking for it, right? The best customer service is the one that happens not reactionary, but proactive. Yeah. So before that water even gets halfway, you're already helping to fill it up, right? And that's the kind of business kind of interaction that I want to encourage people to do because that becomes the small little uh, thing that gets remembered and, 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 and it doesn't even get close to becoming empty because you're always there proactively helping people. And there's so many ways to do this now in business. Like you said, we have access to all these tools now one of my favorite strategies for just helping people feel like they're a part of something is to use your Instagram or Twitter DMs or your Facebook direct messages. Send a video message to somebody. It will literally take 10 seconds and just say, hey, I appreciate you for this. And thank you. And if you need any help, let me know. Boom, that's it. No agenda other than to just connect with that person and give them a little bit of your time. You can even do this while you're on a walk or something. It doesn't need to be highly produced. And the reactions are just incredible because nobody else is giving them even an ounce of their time and you're giving them a little bit of time in a video, right? And what you're doing here, as my buddy Jordan Harbinger says, is you're digging the well before you're thirsty. Because if you are digging the well when you're thirsty, mm. it's already too late. Yeah. And so what most people do is they do all the outreach when they need something and that's, that's too late. You mm. need to do the outreach, you need to make these connections ahead of time for no other reason than to just establish these relationships and show people that you actually care about them and that they belong to something. So awesome, man, so awesome. And there's so many tips and insights like that in the book. I mean, it's, it's, beyond, it's beyond valuable. It's just, and the thing is, of course, is still just executing on the things, you know? And also the funny part is a lot of it's fun. A lot of it is, yeah. you know, again, it's really, really simple. Some stuff is not easy. Like you gotta, like you said, like you're going against gravity, you know, but at the same time, and one of those things, and I know it was a struggle for you as well, but for me, definitely, I'm still kind of dealing with it and processing it because I wanted to, early in the early days, you know, five years ago, six years, I've been in this space for 17 years, but like online, mm -hmm. You know, like five years ago, I was like replying to everybody, every message that came in because I wanted them to hear from me and just to know like, man, like because it's still even to this day, it blows my mind that people like that they're, you know, connecting like that, mm -hmm. you know. And so like literally at Target just the other day, 
We just got here to LA, we're at Target. And shout out to the person who's listening, cause she just kept it moving. She was like pushing her cart, I was pushing my cart. She was like, I love your show by the way. And her husband was like, what show? <laughs> Who are you talking to this guy? You know, he was joking, but it's just like, I didn't think it was funny. But no, I'm just kidding. You, you guys are awesome. Well, you are pretty threatening. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so, you know, just having that experience, it blows my mind. And I want to make sure that people feel like, please come talk to me. I'm not like on some Christian bail or whatever. Mm -hmm. He might be nice. I don't know. But, you know, I'm not on that. Like, I just, I genuinely, I do this for you. And so being able to respond to all the messages, though. I mean, like literally it gets into the thousands and it's just like yeah. there literally isn't enough time if I want to be able to, you know, see my child. You right. know what I'm saying? So what do people do when they, first of all, it's an advantage when you're just getting started, right? So let's talk about that and then talk about like, what do you do once things get not, you just can't scale it? Right. Being small, starting out is a huge advantage for a number of reasons. Number one, you actually have... Uh, a smaller but more core audience that you can focus on and give them more time and attention. If you only have, for example, 50 people who follow you on Twitter, you have the opportunity to get to know 100% of your audience, right? And the benefit of that is you now have an understanding of the kinds of people who follow you and their problems that they might have and the solutions that you can create for them. And where there are 50, there are likely 500, likely 5,000 or 50,000 of the same kinds of people who are going through the same kind of life. And so that's a huge ad advantage. Um, another huge advantage of being small is you have the ability to come in fresh into a space and bring something new. A lot of the other companies or brands or people who are just in a space for such a long time, they get so jaded by being so inside that space. Mm -hmm. And you are coming and you're able to read the label from outside the bottle. Some of these people are inside and they can't read what's going on. So you have the ability to come in with something fresh and new and exciting, perhaps even so a classic example is somebody who's trying to build a physical product on Am uh, a physical product to sell, go to Amazon, find similar products, look at the three star reviews. You get to see from the people who are buying similar products what they like and what they don't like. The reason I say the three star reviews is because those are the most honest. Mm. One stars are maybe the something went wrong or yeah. five stars, you never know, they're just automatic five star people. But three, they will literally tell you, here are the pros, here are the cons. So now you can come in later, but go, okay, I'm gonna focus on just creating all the things people love and removing myself from things that people don't like. So you have an advantage of being small, but when you scale up and you grow, it's tough. And I remember I only wanted to be a solopreneur and that's it. I didn't want to hire people. I wanted to keep it small, but my brand continued to grow. And I got to this point where I was getting stretched so thin that I was either going to burn out or I was either going to let a lot of people down. And so what ended up happening was I let a lot of people down. So I ended up getting to a point where my inbox was at 10,000 unread emails. And then every new email that came in, I was just like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to ever get to you. I'm, I apologize. And it just was like, wow. So eventually I learned that there are people out there who can help you manage these kinds of things, right? Just like how there are people who you could hire to help keep your home clean or people you could hire to help you schedule your appointments or whatever. And so I hired somebody to help me manage my email, not to pretend to be me and reply, but to just reply on my behalf and to let people know that we got your message, number one. That's like the most important thing, that their message was received. Because how many times are people sending messages just left unanswered, right? So that's step number one. Even if it's not you, having a person know that your message is received is good. Number two, when they get the answer that they've been looking for, amazing. And so 
I realize that I don't always have to be the one to share the answer. And number three, there's other tactics you can use like, you know, an FAQ page on your website or one thing I love to do is create podcasts that answer very specific questions mm -hmm. and or videos. So now my assistant, Jessica, she's amazing, and, and Ebby as well has come on to help because we've grown even bigger, uh, is when a question comes in, and of course we always know what the most common questions are, so we create videos about them, we just go, oh, we've already answered that. Here is a link to that video for you to answer that question for you on how to set up your podcast or whatever. And of course they see that, they get their question answered right away, but then they're hearing my voice, they're seeing my face, they're diving in and then all of a sudden they're like 50 videos deep into my stuff and they're buying my books and coming to my events. So quick win leads to bigger things. Mm, love it, love it, love it, man. Again, guys, there's so many insights, so many tools, like things that I accidentally did correctly and things that as I see them, it's just like, man, I really need to, to put that in action, like so many things. Mm -hmm. And the thing is you can pick things that fit for you right now and just just do some stuff, you know, just try things out. And that's really, did you call yourself like the uh, crash test dummy? Yeah, crash test dummy of online business. Yeah. And uh, the reason is because I try things, I experiment, I put myself on the line, and then uh, whether it goes good or not, I report back to everybody yeah. so that you can have an advantage. Dope, man, dope. So one of the other things I want to talk to you about is with all of the the growth and the, the obstacles and figuring things out, you've also had to adjust your schedule. You know, you've been really, you, you've had different iterations of what that looks like, right? With Very, kids. And, yep. So let's talk a little bit about that because when you started off, I think, you know, your your kids were really young and I think you were like working, you know, after they go to bed or whatever. Like, talk about that because the reason I want to talk about it is that that's, for a lot of people, it's their story. Like, I don't have time. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. You know, for me, when people say I don't have time, uh, to do the things you want to do, that's code to me that the things you're saying you want to do aren't actually a priority for you. Because if things were a priority, you would make time for them. This is why when we talk to parents, it's like, oh, well, I'm taking care of my kid because that's a priority, right? But I don't have time for these other things. But there are ways that we can find time or optimize time or get help to do the things that we want to do. Um, so Going back to my story, actually, before we had kids, it was me and April, we got married, my business was taking off, and I was a night owl. I was working late nights because I just was hanging out with April all day and we're traveling. And so, you know, 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. was my work schedule, right? And I was cranking, getting things done. But the problem was I was just learning how to be an entrepreneur and learning how to control my brain because the problem was I was thinking about my business all day long. And I remember April and I were in a conversation once and we were talking just like this mm -hmm. and her mouth was moving, but I wasn't listening. I was thinking about the next email or the next product or the next thing that I had to do in my business. And it got so bad that at one point April called me out on it. She was just like, you're thinking about your business right now, aren't you? Mm. And I was like, no. <laughs> so she was like, okay, what did I just say? And I was like, you're thinking about your business right now, aren't you? <laughs> and that was not a good, I mean, the couch was not very warm mm, that night. Mm. Uh, but it was good that, that she called me out. I'm so thankful for her because she does that. She keeps me on track. Yeah. Um, and what came out of that was we needed boundaries. We needed actual time boundaries. Even though I had, quote, escaped the nine to five, I still needed some hours to mentally check in to what I needed to do and check out mm. of that work so that I could check in with, my wife and then later my family. So I'm very thankful we had that conversation at that point in time because 
April was pregnant and we were gonna have kids. Mm -hmm. And how many times do we see people on their devices today or working when their kids are like, daddy, daddy, like I have something to show you. No, 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 no. like uh, let me finish this first. No, that's not okay, you know? So I've learned and I'm very thankful that April, uh, you know, had, had set me straight early on with that. But of course, then we have kids and sleep schedules are just insane when you have kids because you have no idea what's going on and you're just sleeping whenever you can. And so that was a tough, that was tough for both me and April. And I'm thankful that I was there at home to support her the entire day to, you know, relieve her and, you know, vice versa. But still, it's just, it's just tough. And I think once the kids got into a regular kid, uh, sleeping schedule a year after they were born, then it became sort of regular again. But then I started to shift uh, thanks to our good friend Hal Elrod from mm -hmm. The Miracle Morning. Uh, he sent me a couple copies of his book, The Miracle Morning, you know, when I was engaged. And I looked at the book and I just laughed. I was like, <laughs> before 5 a.m.? Like, no way. This is, I just put him on the shelf. But then I started listening to a lot of podcasts like Tim Ferriss and just all these, like Tim is great because he asks a lot of people who are on his show, like, tell me about your routines. Tell me about your rituals, right? And every single successful person on his show was talking about their morning routine and how important their morning routine was. And I was like, morning routine? Like, I'm a night guy, but all these people that I really respect are doing it. So let me try it out and experiment. And I pulled up the book, I read it. So I started to experiment with it. And after two weeks, I was a morning guy. I would wake up at 4 a.m., work on myself before I had to work on anybody else. That meant meditation, journaling, exercise, uh, affirmations, visualizations, and those kinds of things, uh, a little bit of reading. And then by 7 a.m. when the kids and my wife got up, I had already accomplished so much that if I didn't do anything else in the day, like I'd still be happy, mm -hmm. right? But of course, those little wins lead to bigger ones and you just accomplish so much more that way. Um, I've had to, to learn how to say no to certain shows that are on at, at night so that I can go to bed earlier, but the benefit of sleeping earlier and sleeping well, thanks to Sleep Smarter, by the way, uh, and uh, The Miracle Morning has been just huge for me and my creativity. So ever since then, I've learned to have a more of a morning routine. And then uh, still less work in the afternoon because the kids were at home, but now the kids are both in school. Mm -hmm. So again, it's it's all about adjusting yeah. and checking in with my wife to make sure we're still in alignment because things change, yeah. they, they change. And it's just about adaptability, communication, and that's been really good for both of us. Awesome, man, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Because that's such a huge tool to success in anything is just being, the ability to be flexible, mm -hmm. right? And because things are gonna happen, like life is not most, <laughs> right. The, the only consistent thing in life is change, yes. you know? And so just being able to pivot and to adjust, you don't have to necessarily change the direction that you're going uh, or the ultimate outcome that you want, but being able to be flexible is definitely gonna help you to get there eventually. So man, thank you for sharing that. Uh, listen, so where first of all, where can people find the book? Are there any bonuses? Like just yeah, yeah. So actually, in the book, there's a bonus companion course that'll give you some more in-depth knowledge about the different strategies and exercises. At the end of each chapter, there's also exercises, so you can actually do the things that I'm teaching you. And I'm just so thankful because I've written three books. This one is getting. I mean, the, the, I, I think they're all great, but this one is getting by far the biggest response. Like people actually implementing and doing things right away yeah. and getting results immediately, which is just so cool. I think this is gonna be a big uh, book in a lot of people's bookshelves, hopefully. And thank you for allowing me to come on here and share it with your audience. Uh, you can get it on Amazon, obviously, but Barnes & Noble as well. I think at some point it'll be available uh, at airports, apparently, which is kind of cool because this is still a self-published book. It's self-published, but 
working with a team over at New Type Publishing to help distribute it into those places. So very cool. Um, I was at Barnes & Noble near where I live in San Diego to go in and I just wanted to see the book there, right? And check it out. So um, one thing that you can do, and I don't know if you've done this already, but if you find your book at Barnes & Noble, you can ask them to sign it and they'll put a little sticker on it that says like uh, autographed copy, right? So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna sign a couple copies there. And I go, I find my book and I open it and there's a note inside. And I'm like, what? okay. And I read the note and it's from my dad. Oh my. And it says, I highly recommend this book. This is not a biased opinion. Love, Pat's dad, John. Oh. And I was just like, holy crap. Like, <laughs> oh, this is man. like crazy. And so my dad yeah. had gone into Barnes & Noble, wrote a little note in there to help me sell my book. And then I saw that and I read it and, and that was really cool. I took a picture and I signed the book and I put it back with the note on the shelf. So that was a really cool moment uh, for me. But yeah, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, check it out. Thank you so much. Uh, just... Uh, it's, it's, it's a labor of love, and I think that this is what business and, and relationships should be about from this day forward. Awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate you so much. And um, I get to talk to you pretty much every week, and you continue to inspire me. And I, I love the fact that, again, you, you ask questions, you know, and you test things, and uh, you share it with all of us. So you're somebody who inspires me, and I want to be able to bring you on here to provide some inspiration, but also some tools. There's so many tools in this book. And just super happy for you, man. Thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Awesome. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. Listen, the time is now truly to take action and to cultivate stronger relationships to the degree that you're creating super fans. So this could be in your current place of employment. Today, I just saw a story where a guy was, he was going through a rough time, but nobody knew this. And he was traveling through the airport. And this was Christmas Eve. He was trying to get home to his family. He stopped to get some coffee and the woman at the counter, she, she, instead of saying, can I take your order or what would you like? She said, hi, my name is Susan. What's your name? And he was like, oh, this is weird. And he shared his name and they had this really interesting interaction. She said, oh, so where are you going? Where are you flying to? She, he said, Cleveland. And she was like, uh, is that you're going to spend time with your family for the holidays, aren't you? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I am, you know? And, but it just continued to throw him off a little bit that she was so interested in him and engaged with who he is and his well-being. Anyways, got his coffee. She handed it to him. She said, listen, after you get home, experience your experiences and come back through this airport, I want to hear all about how your, how your uh, holiday went with your family. So please make sure to come by and say hi. And he just was like blown away and he just started walking away and he stopped. And he was like, you know what? I got to ask her. A question he went back and asked her what makes you so happy to connect with people and just through giving them coffee and selling coffee she was like no no no. and she stopped him she said i don't serve coffee i pour people happiness every single day and in that moment he realized really the level that we can take things to even if we're quote just serving people coffee we can create super fans all right so no matter what business you're in no matter what career, no matter what job, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, these tools will help you to create a better life, all right? And that's what it's really all about for yourself and for other people around you. So make sure to check out Pat's book, Superfans, everywhere books are sold. And we've got some 
crazy stuff coming up for you. So make sure to stay tuned. And whatever you're a super fan of, I want you to post below this video if you're watching on YouTube. Tell me what you're a super fan of. I'm a super fan of Marvel, all right? The Marvel Cinematic Universe, all right? Pat's a super fan of Back to the Future. What are you a super fan of? Let me know in the comments below and me and Pat will check it out. Oh, and before I let you go, if you are feeling a pull to make a pivot in the work that you're doing and you are interested in health and wellness and you are interested in helping other people to improve their health and wellness, then this is the time to make that pivot because right now, being in this, in this field of health and wellness, we need good people to, because it's just, there's so many people who need help right now and this is why it's in the top five fastest growing businesses is being involved in the health and wellness industry specifically as a health coach. And so if you feel a draw to do that, I'm going to have a special live meetup coming up here in just a couple of weeks, but you can join from anywhere, all right? No matter where you are, you can join online and hang out with me live. And I'm going to be sharing with you guys really a, a foolproof system. It's five specific steps in order for you to start to create a life that you truly love as a health coach. All right, five of the things that I did personally to take me from just kind of getting by to really reaching and impacting the lives of a lot more people. And again, we've got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of people to help and to serve. We need more good people. And so if you feel that call and that drive, then come and hang out with me live. You're just going to go to transformationalnutrition.com forward slash love life. All right, so it's together as one word, love life. So that's transformationalnutrition.com forward slash love life. All right, you can hang out with me live. It's coming up soon, so make sure to pop over there, grab a seat, and to be able to uh, participate in that and hang out. All right, so again, whatever you're a super fan of, please let me know in the comment section below. All right, again, Marvel for Pat is apparently Pokemon now too, you know, but uh, whatever it is that you're really a super fan of, I would love to know. So make sure to share it in the comment section below. And again, we've got some powerhouse episodes coming your way. So make sure to be ready. Take care. Have an amazing day. And I'll talk with you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find all of the show notes. You can find transcriptions, videos for each episode. And if you got a comment, you can leave me a comment there as well. And please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. And take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.